Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 3rd, 2023. So listen, for those of you that are new, what we do every morning, and we've been doing this for 25 years. Now, the video portion started about 13 years ago, but today's word in email form has been going out for over 25 years. This is year number 26. And so we gather around the word of God on a daily basis. Uh, I seek uh, the Lord concerning a scripture, or we go through a series, and then we break it down, and I ask the question, so what does this mean for you today? I'm in the middle of a series on the parables. I'm going to go through all the parables of Jesus, and I'm stuck on the first one. This is part 23 of the first one already. But before I get into this message, I do need to share a couple of things with you by way of announcements and that kind of thing. So first thing is, uh, I'm about to go on vacation. So uh, so tomorrow is 4th of July. I'm not going to share today's word. And then for the rest of this week, I have some pre-recorded messages. So that means that the people that read the emails every day, when I do a pre-recorded message, the email will not go out. And so uh, so for the rest of this week, after today, I'm pretty much going to just take, take a knee, take some downtime, and then I'm going to be in the Dominican Republic for a few weeks. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be praying about which days I go live, like actually live, or which days I'll have a pre-recorded message. But for those of you that watch today's word online, you're still going to see it at 7 a.m. Whether I'm live or not, doesn't matter. There will be a word for you at 7 a.m. so you can keep up that routine. If you don't see an email in your email inbox, that means that it was a pre-recorded message and that's why I'm not there. Yesterday, uh, we had a book signing and uh, some of you actually showed up. Some people from Today's Word that actually watched Today's Word drove and you know got to see me. I signed your books and that kind of thing, got some different books. And what was cool was I saw people that watched Today's Word talking to each other, be like, oh, I watch. Oh, so you're that person. Oh, I got it. You're Victoria. Oh, you're this person. Okay, you're Rhonda. This Tony. Yeah, the other Tony, all of that. And then it was like, oh, well, I, I don't see your comments because I watch on Facebook and you watch on YouTube. Or I see, you know, that kind of thing. So it was just really cool to see people coming together. Uh, for those of you that want books and are not local in the Northern Virginia area and you want me to sign your book, inbox me on Facebook uh, or uh, email me at rick at rickpina.org. And uh, or email admin at rickpina.org. And uh, either way, just uh, all I need is your, you know, your name and your address and we'll get you a book and you can, you know, compensate us on, on Cash App or we'll figure that out. So just let me know if you want a signed book. We'll make sure that we get you a signed book. I'm super excited about taking a break, uh, but I do need to share the message for this morning. So I just wanted to get all of that out of the way. It was such a blessing to see many of you yesterday. Such a blessing to be able to sign the book. If you don't have any of our books, you can get them online at Pina. Co. All right. So with all of that said, the title of today's message is God's purpose for prosperity. We're going to talk about divine prosperity today. And there is a purpose for your prosperity. Put this in the chat and say it out loud. God wants me to prosper. God, you're his, sir, you're his child and he wants you as his child to prosper. Say, God wants me to prosper and there's a purpose in it. So I'm about to get into the word. I need you to open up your heart to receive. All right, so God wants me to prosper. We're going to settle this thing. Uh, God does want me to prosper. God does want you to prosper. And uh, before I get into it, let's take a look at Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture we've been looking at all year. 
And uh, I want to continue to get this through your ear gates and get it down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are, are drenched again. I'm declaring that in this season of refreshing and restoring for us, that any area of your life that has gone dry in this season, God is going to drench it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. So let's get into this parable once again of the sower. Before I do, just introducing the whole title to you, that God wants us to prosper, that there is purpose in prosperity or the purpose of your prosperity. I just want to say by way of context is that the church has vilified, many sections of the church has have vilified money. Now, unfortunately, some, some other areas of the church have glorified money to the point where you got people that it's all about money and there's some unscrupulous people. And yeah, it is true. It's, it's sad, but there's some preachers that have taken money from people and have done things and manipulated people. So you have that one end of the spectrum is you got people that their ministry is all about money and taking money from people. That's terrible. The other end of the spectrum is that you got people that have vilified money and, and like money is bad. Like, you know, press, you shouldn't store up for yourselves, you know, stuff down here. And so you got one end of the pendulum is over here, like money, bad, 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 bad. You know, you shouldn't have anything over here. It's all about money. And that's, that's not right either. Right. And so, so obviously like most things, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And so as we're walking through this parable, and I'm going to share some things with you today that the Lord really wanted me to share with you about the purpose of your prosperity. God does want you to prosper, and God does want you to use your prosperity to advance his kingdom plans and purposes, and we're going to talk about it. So in Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, this is where Jesus explained the parable of the sower to his staff. They was like, well, we don't understand it. He said, you got to understand this one. If you don't understand this one, how can you understand any parable? So this is what he said in the explanation. The farmer is like someone who takes God's teaching and plants it down the side of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground. These are the people that quickly and gladly accept it. They say amen real loud in church, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. So as a result, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the teaching, but their lives have become full of other things, like the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires. These things grow up like weeds and choke out the word, and it doesn't produce. Other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Say I am good ground. These are the people that just receive the word of God and they don't do what the first three grounds did. And then the word produces and it produces a harvest. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. So we've been looking at the term or the phrase, the love of money. And earlier in this series, I shared with you first Timothy chapter six, verses 17 through 19. Let me read that for you again. This is the Apostle Paul writing to his spiritual son, Pastor Timothy. And this is what he said. Hey, Timothy, son, when you pastor your church, you're going to have people there that have a lot of resources. And this is what you, I want you to tell them as a pastor. And this is what I'm telling you in the spirit of a pastor. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in their wealth, because earthly riches are uncertain, 
right? So you don't want to put your, your confidence or your hope in that. Tell them to put their hope in God, who richly provides us everything for our enjoyment. God gives us everything for our good pleasure. God wants us to enjoy things. God blesses us richly so that we can enjoy things. And then he said this, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. They're rich financially. I also want them to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and to be willing to share. In this way, they are laying up treasures for themselves in heaven. Oh, don't lay up for yourselves treasure down here. Okay, how do I lay up for myself treasures in heaven? If God has given me more than enough than what I need for me and my family, then what do I do with the excess? Well, I'm supposed to be generous. I'm supposed to be rich in good deeds. I'm supposed to be willing to share. I should provide tithes and offerings, fund ministry, give to the poor. In this way, I am laying up for myself a treasure in heaven. You, and so say that, Put, say it in the chat. I am laying up for myself a treasure in heaven. How? By being a good steward of the finances that God has given me. So what does this mean for you today? I actually have 12 things I want to share with you this morning. They won't be long points, but, but solid points, 12 solid thoughts as it relates to the purpose of your prosperity. You got it? I'm going to try to take my time because I need to break this down. All right. Beginning at number one, here we go. Paul commanded the people that were rich in this world to, to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, and to be willing to share. So for example, right now, we have a back-to-school drive going on for the children in the Dominican Republic. Each backpack cost us for the backpack, two notebooks, a pack of pencils, a pack of pens, erasers, all of that. I can get all of that for about $13 in the Dominican Republic. And we're going to give away 700 backpacks. So we need about $10,000 or so, give or take. And so we're raising money right now to give away 700 backpacks in the Dominican Republic to people that, you know, that $13, they just don't have it. And so, uh, and it becomes a, a financial struggle for them. So we're just going to share the backpack and give it to them with the love of God, right? So the Bible says the people that have money, if you have an excess, just do good. Be rich in good deeds. Be generous. Be willing to share. God, God didn't say, no, money's bad. Get rid of the money. He didn't say it was terrible to have it. No, the Bible says it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. So the same person that wrote that, the love of money is the root of all evil, he said, just tell these people to use their money to be a blessing. If, if you have people in the church that are rich, then don't tell them to get rid of the money. The money's not bad. We can use the money for good. Tell them to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, to be willing to share and use it as a tool for advancing God's kingdom. And if they do this, they will be storing up for themselves treasures in heaven. So there's a purpose to your prosperity. There's a purpose to your overflow. Number two, the Bible says, um, well, first of all, the Bible doesn't say that you can't have money. The Bible is actually full of biblical evidence where God made many people rich in biblical times, and God still does the same thing today. God is just instructing the people that are rich or that have excess what to do with the money. What are you supposed to do with the money? The purpose 
of your prosperity is to advance God's kingdom. The purpose of your prosperity should be partly for evangelism. The purpose of your prosperity should be partly to, to impact this world for the glory of God. Say this, put this in the chat, say it out loud. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. Number three, in Deuteronomy chapter eight, if you read Deuteronomy chapter eight, the Lord deals with Moses and, and he's talking to Moses so that Moses can talk to the people. And he's talking to people that were born slaves and were raised in slavery. But when they came out of slavery, it's interesting. And I, I think some people missed this. Before they left Egypt, the Lord instructed the Israelites to go to the Egyptians on their way out. And he told the Egyptians basically to give the gold, the silver, the diamonds, and the precious stones to the slaves on their way out. And so as they leave, they're leaving with possessions. And God wanted his people to know that it was he who made them rich. And so this is what he says. This is what he told Moses to tell the people. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he, God, who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And as he does this, he is confirming the covenant that he swore to your ancestors, to your forefathers, to Abraham, as it is to this day. Why will God give you the power to produce wealth if God is against wealth? God is not against wealth. God is actually against poverty. God is actually against lack. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and you read the blessing and you read the curse, the blessing is described in detail. And it includes things like, I'm the lender and not the borrower. Uh, there's things like my storehouses will be overflowing. And then over here under the curse, that's where you have lack and sickness and disease. So read it, read it for yourself. God is not a, opposed to, to, to prosperity. God is not opposed to overflow because he has a purpose for it. Number four, accept the grace and the responsibility to walk in earthly prosperity. Now, let me say this. Some people say, oh no, Brother Pina, here we go again. Y'all talking about money. Okay. All I want is enough for me and my four and no more, right? That's all I know. All I need is enough for us to get by. And that's it. I don't want anything else. Now, while some people think that for whatever reason, this is not a biblical teaching, but some people equate poverty to piety or poverty to holiness. That's not biblical. First of all, I don't know what Bible you're reading. But anyway, um, when people make a statement like, all I want is enough for me and my four, I don't need anything else. I just want enough for us to get by. That sounds, I guess, for some people, holy. That sounds, I guess, for some people, spiritual on the surface. But to me, that sounds selfish. To me, understanding what I understand from the Bible, that sounds very selfish. Because all you're saying is, all I care about is me. All I care about is my family. I, I don't want nothing. I don't want anything more than what's enough for me and my family. I only want to manage enough for me and my family. Don't bother me with nobody else. <laughs> That's selfish. And so you should want everything that God wants for you. You should want to do everything that God birthed you to do. And you cannot feed somebody else 
if you don't have enough food for yourself. You can't help pay somebody else's bills if you can't pay your own bills. You can't help put a roof over somebody else's head if you don't have a place to stay. So our God is a God of overflow. Our God is a God of excess. Our God is a God of abundance because he wants us to minister to people out of our overflow. Say that out loud. Say, I minister to people out of my overflow. So for example, if somebody comes up to you, a visitor in church, and taps you on the shoulder and says, excuse me, yes, can I help you? Um, you know, I'm new here, um, but I don't know, does this church help people? Because I don't have, me and my family, we don't have anything to eat. Can, is there like, can we go fill out paperwork or something and, and try to get some benevolence? Yes, most churches are going to have a benevolence fund. You can probably take them to the church administrator, go fill out paperwork, make sure that, you know, these people are not, okay, let, let, let's get them. Okay, what's going on? What's in the situation? Let, boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's get somebody. Let's go get some of the church resources. Let's go to the grocery. You could do all of that. Or you could just say, oh, praise God. Thank you for tapping me on the shoulder. Thank you, Lord, for this divine opportunity. Let's just drive over to the grocery store and get whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, so that I'm saying like, God, there's a purpose for your prosperity. There's a purpose for your overflow. God, the, but here's the problem though. The more you have, the more you have to manage. And some people that go, oh, I only want enough for me and my four no more. These are people that are selfish and they don't want that problem. They don't want that headache. All they want, see, the more you have, the more you have to manage and the more demand there will be from other people. However, the same God that gave you the grace for increase, that same God will give you the grace to be able to manage the overflow. God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to be in a position to where you're like, okay, we paid all of our bills. We have all of our groceries. Everything is paid. Everything is good. We're not living paycheck to paycheck. We have this much more. Okay, Lord, I've already given you tithes. I've already given you offerings. Okay, Lord, now what? What do we do with this? What do we do with the excess? What do we do with the overflow? And then God gives you divine opportunities to sow into the kingdom. God gives you divine opportunities to be a blessing to somebody else. Why? Because you have excess. But if you don't have excess, then you can't be a blessing to other people. And so stop, like you got to be delivered from a poverty mentality. Say that, say it, say, say it out loud. I am delivered from a, prosper, uh, from a poverty mentality or from a scarcity mentality. I embrace God's will for prosperity. And that is to be a blessing to other people. Number five, I believe that one of the major purposes of prosperity is evangelism. I believe that one of the major purposes of divine prosperity is evangelism. I've told you many times in this series, God can give you money with a mission and prosperity with a purpose. I remember years ago, this was around 2002, Isabella and I, we were, we love God. We were both in ministry. We were preaching the gospel. We were tithers and we were broke. <laughs> and I remember the Lord saying to me, I'm going to make money part of your ministry. And we were broke. We were living like paycheck to paycheck. And the Lord said, I'm going to make money part of your ministry. And at that time, I really didn't know what that meant. And I didn't even realize that I had a, a poverty mentality. So there was a pastor named Keith Moore uh, from, from Branson, Missouri who taught a series, 16 weeks, 16 Friday nights, he taught a series called Prosperity Proven. And I bought the CDs. Back then, there were CDs. And every Friday night, he taught about an hour for 16 Friday nights in a row. And I bought this series called Prosperity Proven, and it was 16 CDs. 
16 hours worth of teaching. And in my house in, in Evans, Georgia, I sat down with that series and I would play it on the computer. And I had my Bible, I had all these physical Bibles out back then. And I would take notes. And I listened to 16 hours worth of teaching from the Bible about what the Bible says about money. And at the end of that, I told Isabella about it. We went through it again. Then I listened to it a second time. And that was it. I was delivered. I was the, I, I, he, Isabella and I had a poverty mindset. We didn't even know it. We didn't know that, we, that, that, first of all, it is God's will for us to prosper. And second of all, that God actually has a purpose for the prosperity. So I had to be delivered from it. And I pray that you are delivered from it as well. Number six, to walk in the fullness of your assignment where money is concerned. You must embrace a mindset of abundance and reject scarcity thinking. Listen, God is never going to run out. Like you, you have to, you got to be delivered from the fear of running out. You got to have faith in running over. You got to be delivered from a scarcity mindset. God, there are people that don't want to give because they go, what, what if I give then what, ooh, what if I run out? No, God is never going to run out. Say this, say God is my source. If you put, if you get to the point where you know God is your source, then now part of your assignment is to be a blessing to this world, then God can use you to impact this world in a very powerful way, but you can't allow the, the weeds to grow in your heart. Like Jesus said, the love of money, selfish desires, the cares of this world. No, be delivered from that so that God can just bless you richly and then use you to advance his kingdom plans and purposes. Number seven, prosperity is not just about stuff accumulating wealth for personal gain. No, it's about stewarding resources to advance God's kingdom. Say that. Say, I am a good steward. God just wants you to be a good steward of his kingdom resources so that you can advance his kingdom. Number eight, you got to recognize that earthly prosperity, here's a major point. You got to recognize that earthly prosperity is not a sign of holiness or righteousness or an indicator of your spirituality. So I want to I make sure that I address this very blunt straight up. There are some people that say it's God's will for you to be rich. Therefore, if you're not rich, you're not holy, or you're not listening to the Holy Spirit, or you're not walking with God. Listen, you having money doesn't mean that you're holy, doesn't mean that you're righteous, doesn't mean that it's, a, it's an indication of God's favor. It just means that you have proven to God that you know how to manage money. You know how to manage your resources you know how to manage resources well, then God is going to advance you financially. That's it. That's all that means. So, so let's not put anybody down. There are people who love God. There are people who, who love God richly, but have not proven to God that they know how to manage resources. And so at the end of the day, if you don't manage resource, anything you mismanage, you're going to lose. And so it's not, it's just about uh, uh, it's not about being super spiritual or anything like that. Money is not an indicator that that you are tuned in with God. No, money is just a, a, an indicator that you have proven to God that you know how to manage it, and so God can give you more. That's it. Don't don't try to act like there's anything more than that. So it's, it, I'm not trying to glorify money. Money money is just a tool. There's some people that that listen that will never uh, uh, advance in the area of finances because they just don't manage money well. And if whatever you mismanage, you're going to lose. So if you want to, if you want to be able to be used of God in this area, you just have to become a better money manager. You got to be able to track your money, where the money is going. Okay, Lord, what do we, this is how much is coming in. Okay. What's first of all, what's the first 10%? Let's make sure we honor you with that. 
Then above that, what is the, how much do you want us to give for an offering? Okay, got it. Then beyond that, what ministries do you want us to partner with? Got it. Then beyond that, oh, I want to give to the poor. So what charities are actually going out there and feeding the poor? Let's partner with them. Got it. Okay, Lord, and then I'm open. And then if you give me a, so if you manage money like that, then God can give you lots of money because you're proving to God that you are a conduit of kingdom finance. But that doesn't mean that you're more spiritual than anybody else. So let's not equate money to spirituality or money to, uh, to God's faith. Stop. Stop. Like money is the least of all riches, <laughs> period. There are people who, who are close to God who don't have money because that's just not something that they manage well. But they are, they are being used of God to impact the world. So you can impact the world and not have a lot of money. God can still use you. But if you want to be used of God in the area of your finances, you're going to have to learn how to manage money well. You got it? All right, number nine. Use your prosperity as a platform to share the love of God with others and to share the love of Christ. So you, you should seek ways. Okay, now that you know that you have faith in running over, now that you know that God gives you more than enough, you should seek ways to support your local church, to support international missions, to support charitable organizations, and to support initiatives that are actually changing communities in need. That's why I'm very thankful that I'm, I'm real transparent about what we do in the Dominican Republic. And there are people that see it and say, I want to be part of that. And they give and they give towards it. Right. And so, and, and thankfully at Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, we're so blessed that Isabella and I don't have to take a, a salary from ministry. None of that money goes to us. That money goes to the advancing God's kingdom. That money goes to today's word, to the equipment, to stuff that's going on in the Dominican Republic, to feeding. We provide, we have a feeding program. That money goes to the food. That money goes to our teachers. That money goes to all of that. And so we can use that to the glorify the Lord. So you should seek God's concerning opportunities. How do I, who do I partner with? Where do I sow? Where do I give? Always be seeking opportunities to be a blessing to other people. And the more you give, the more God gives to you. Number 10, cultivate a grateful heart. You, what you want to live is you want to live with a grateful heart and regularly express your gratitude to God for his provision. You, you just want to thank God for everything that he blesses you with so that you, you guard your heart from the trap of materialism. There, Listen, I'm telling you, man, it's so easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourself to the Joneses. Oh, they got a new purse. I want a new purse. They got new shoes. I want new shoes. They got a new car. I want a new car. Listen, stop, man. I mean, like if God will give you God will give you more than enough and then God will lead you concerning what to do with it. And if you like things, God is not opposed to you having things. He just doesn't want those things to have you and you shouldn't be comparing yourself. Don't compare yourselves among yourselves. The Bible says that's not wise. Number 11, continually renew your mind with the word of God concerning prosperity and wealth. That's why you got to be in the word. In this series, while I've been teaching you what the word of God says about money, I know that many of you, you've, you've texted me, you've inboxed me, you've emailed me. They've said, you said, thank you, Brother Pena. Like I, I've had the wrong mindset about money. I, I like, I vilified money. I, I was vilifying it because I don't know, because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. No, there's nothing wrong with money. It's just the problem is money having you. And then number 12, the last point for today, I told you I had a lot. So let me just give you this last and final point. Remember that prosperity extends beyond financial wealth. When, when I talk about prosperity, I'm not talking about money. Money money's the least of all riches. So you should assess your motives. Keep your heart pure because when your heart is pure before God, then God, God can bless you to have more than enough money, but also he can also bless you physically, spiritually, emotionally, emotionally 
relationally. And then you can grow in wisdom. You can grow, you can grow in every area and every aspect of your life. And when you live that way, you're not going to have weeds growing in your heart that's choking out the word. No, it's the word of God that's going to produce a harvest and your life will produce fruit and you will be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Say amen to that. I covered a lot today. This is what you should have got my notes. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again because I covered a whole lot. And if you get the notes, go over the notes. I want you to get this down in your heart. God wants you to be delivered from selfishness. God wants you to be delivered from a poverty or scarcity mindset. And just God wants you to be open to do whatever he tells you to do, however he tells you to do it with the overflow. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare God favors me in everything I do. And I use my prosperity to be a blessing to other people. Money is not evil. It's a tool for advancing your kingdom. I embrace the grace and the responsibility of earthly prosperity. And I am open to being a tool and a conduit of kingdom finance. I reject scarcity. I'm delivered from poverty. And I embrace your abundance mindset. I steward my resources with integrity and generosity. And I am grateful to be able to be a blessing. I use my prosperity to share your love, to impact lives, and to advance your kingdom. I walk in total life prosperity, and my life bears fruit. So you are my Lord, and I'm here to do your bidding. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Listen, one thing I forgot to say in the announcements is I preached a message yesterday really based from this parable. And uh, the message is about 43, 44 minutes. You should watch it. It's really good. I believe that it's going to be a blessing to you. It's called Developing a Kingdom Mindset. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena and watch that Developing a Kingdom Mindset. The whole sermon is online. I pray that it's a blessing to you. For those of you that are on Patreon, you also get my notes. All my notes are in the Patreon, so you can check that out as well. I love you. God loves you more. I'm about to go on vacation. Please pray for us. I'm so excited, and I will continue to pray for you. I love you. God loves you. Walk in the blessing. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, 
Go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.